Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, praise God. I want to get into some things uh, really um, uh, this this evening, kind of picking up on some of the things we talked about last Sunday. Uh, you can go ahead and say, oh, my, or oh, me, hallelujah, uh, or amen, depending on where, where you're at tonight. But I want to pick back up um, and talk a little bit about the Father being a rewarder. But then I also want to talk about um, stewarding the things that, that are coming. Amen. How I many you know if, if you know something's coming, uh, it's, it's good to be prepared? Hallelujah. I said if you know something's coming, it's good to be prepared. And if we know something is coming and we know to be prepared, then uh, we'll be ready when, when the things of God that he said are coming, we'll be ready and we'll be able to walk fully in them. Amen. You know, um, I want to just reiterate what the what the Lord told me and what I said last week um, on Sunday night that the next five years are going to be years of increased blessing in the church. Amen. Uh, not just in the church at large, but I believe right here at home at Impact. Glory to God that the, the next five years are going to be years of increased blessing, and uh, we must steward it well. God said, "For God is thrilled with us being blessed, but this isn't just going to be a blessing for the church." It's also going to be a testing. Amen. You know, when God increases your resources and increases the, your, your favor and increases your, your uh, authority, how many of you know that he wants to see how well you handle those things? Amen. Uh, uh, we know very well that over time and time, and we'll look at this tonight even, um, uh, Jesus gave parables and, 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 and testaments of, of a master leaving something with, with uh, stewards and then going away for a while and then coming back to see how they did with it. Amen. And so, you know, when God says we must steward it well, we must, he's looking to see if we'll steward it well. Amen. So it's not just a blessing, but it's testing to see if we can steward the wealth that belongs to the body of Christ. How many know there's wealth that belongs to the body of Christ? There's wealth that belongs to God's church, Jesus' church. Amen. There's, there is, is wealth that belongs to us in this hour, and God has set it up that way. Amen. God has set it up that way because there is a mission to accomplish. I said there's a mission to accomplish. And so he said, uh, uh, you know, it's a testing to see if we can steward the wealth that belongs to the body of Christ. Um, uh, and he said this, much of the church got selfish in the last season of prosperity and missed the boat. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're not shouting about that part. But how many know if if... If God, God is faithful and he gives, he gives second chances. Woo! Anybody uh, been a, a recipient of a second chance to take a test that you failed the first time? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I remember being in high school and, and there would be teachers that would give one makeup uh, test, one makeup exam. You could choose throughout the year, one makeup exam. And, and so if you bombed one really good, Amen. Woo, you knew you had that makeup exam, and, and if you didn't study up for the first one because maybe you were being lazy, we don't have any lazy believers in this house tonight, do we? If you, if you were lazy this morning, I trust you got that adjusted in your heart, hallelujah, this afternoon, and you came to church not lazy tonight, amen. But, but in high school, you know, sometimes I was lazy, heaven forbid, 
Um, and and uh, bombed a test because I didn't prepare for it, right? Anybody ever done that? And and then, you know, you take the test and you you know, you when you don't even understand the question, you know, you're like, oh, A, B, C, lead me, Holy Spirit. You know, and, and, and that didn't work too well. But, you know, you get the test back and it's like, you got 40%. And I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me. But when you had the makeup exam, man, praise God for that. And I believe this, this is a makeup exam for the body of Christ to steward what belongs to the church. Amen. And so, uh, so we're going we're gonna to prepare, say prepare. So we pass the test. Amen. We can be blessed and pass the test. How good is God that he actually will give blessing in a testing? Man, that is awesome. God is good. He's faithful. Amen. But he also, he wants to see what we'll do with it. Um, and then I said this, uh, many will see 20, 30, 40, and 50% increase in the income of what they're making today over the next five years. Now that's up to I believe I really believe that that's up to you. How much do you want? How much can you believe for? How what's the desire of your heart? What is the increase you want to see in your life and what kind of increase of reach do you want to see the blessing of your life reach to those around you and to the plan and the purposes of God? And I think as we align the, uh, our hearts with the plan of God and he and we start stewarding well what he is already given then, then, then that 20, 30, see, it's not just what I confess I want about the 20, 30, 40, or 50. It's actually what I align my heart with and begin to walk out what God is putting in my heart that determines what, what kind of increase I'll see. Not just, not just say, oh, I want, I want the 20%, Lord, or I want the 50%, Lord. I declare I want the 50%. That's good. That's the place to start. But then when he says, okay, now I want you to give brother so-and-so this amount of money, ooh, then don't cut yourself short because you decide, maybe I don't want the 50%. I'll take the 20%, so I'll divide this by, you know, and start working a math problem. No, it's, what we, it's the way we respond to what we believe. Amen. And so I, I believe we ought to start speaking that, but then we also need to respond and, 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 and in kind of what God is saying. And then um, uh, he said, cars, houses, and lands will be paid off. Business ideas will come. New ideas for increase and in wealth will come. And direction to step out in faith will come. Because remember we said last week, just because you get an idea, just because you have inspiration doesn't mean it's time to just run off with it. You want to wait and get the direction of the Lord. And so that when, when you do step out, how many of you know when you step out in partnership with him, you know you won't sink? You know, Jesus began to walk out on the water, and uh, thank God he was in partnership with the Holy Spirit because in partnership with the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I looked it up one time, and the Sea of Galilee was about, I believe, where he would have met the, the disciples because it said they were right in the middle. Uh, uh, it was about two and a half miles to, to get to where the disciples were. And I don't know about you, but, but I don't want to get a mile into walking on the water. You know, Peter, he, he, he stepped out of the boat and began to walk, but then he got his eyes off 
of Jesus and began to sing. I want to I want to live like Jesus. I want to experience Jesus Jesus's results and keep in partnership with the Holy Spirit as I'm walking out the direction over the next few years being in combination with the Holy Spirit being in partnership with him so we don't sink. Amen. Okay. So, uh let, let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. Pastor Angel said don't be too long tonight. She wants to get to bed. I think really she just wants to watch the Super Bowl. So she's got it on recording. And um, So we'll, we'll, we'll not go too long tonight, but, but I do want to hit some of these things. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 6. Obviously, Pastor has been doing a fantastic uh, um, series on, on faith tune-up. And, oh, my Lord, has there been revelation flowing. Wow. I mean, I tell you what, if you're, if you're not eating from those sermons, then you need to check your hunger. And I'm saying that seriously by the Spirit of God because if you're not feeding on the sermons that, that have been being released about faith tune-ups, then you need to stir yourself up in hunger because there's been divine revelation that is being released and, it's, and it's, it is equipping for the season ahead. So, so uh, if, if, make that adjustment if you're not there yet. Um, so I'm not trying to really preach on faith, but I do want to say this. But without faith, it's impossible to please him in verse six. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And then number two, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. One of the key components to being in faith, one of the cornerstones you could say to being in faith is believing that the father is a rewarder of those that seek him. He is a rewarder. He's a loving, good, and faithful father, and he doesn't want us to seek him just because he is God, though he could require that because he is God. How many know he is, he is God, and he is the one that sits on the throne, both now and forever has been and forever will be. We don't even understand it, but he's the Father God, and he could require that we seek him just out of, out of a commandment. He could say, you must seek me, and that would be right and good because he is God, and he's worthy of it. But he said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. And part of one of the key components about faith is that you have to actually believe that I'm going to reward you when you take time out and begin to seek me. When you begin to adjust your perspective and your schedule and your thought process and you begin to renew your mind. If when you begin to do these things, I am a rewarder. And in fact, you can't even come to me in a pleasing way unless you believe before you even step out that I'm going to reward you for the things that you're doing so you can't you can't you can't come and lift your hands and worship unless you unless and it's not going to be true faith-filled worship unless you believe man by the time I end this worship service I am going to be rewarded with his presence I'm going to be rewarded with his goodness I'm going to be rewarded with his love I'm going to be rewarded with his mercy I'm going to see him differently I'm going to walk out change there's going to be some direction that I was seeking when I came in you can't even approach him in faith unless you believe you're going to get something good out of it what a God what a father and so anytime we're making faith adjustments I just like to stir myself up about that because I don't do anything that he's asked me to do I can't do it in faith unless I believe I'm gonna get some reward out of it that's good you know, and how do we know this? I mean, Jesus, not only does it say here in Hebrews, but, but Jesus went in Matthew chapter 6. And we'll just glance over that real quick. How am I doing, Pastor Angel? All right, good. You tell me when it starts getting dry and we'll shut it down. Um, 
Hallelujah. In Hebrew, or in Matthew chapter 6, you know, uh, if Jesus was afraid of your reward, you know, I like something Pastor said. He, he said, if, if God wasn't, wasn't trying to motivate us, he used to say this all the time, motivate us to give, then he wouldn't give us all the incentives for giving. Well, we ought not give to be blessed. Well, then why does God talk about all the blessing? It shouldn't be our primary focus, but I believe that you can't even give in faith unless you are believing that you're going to receive. Because that's what, I, that's what it seems like uh, to me in the word. Amen. Um, and so I just want to hit some highlights on, on verse 6. Uh, in chapter 6, it says, uh, Take heed that you don't uh, do your charitable deeds before men. And, and I'm just going to paraphrase these, and you can, you can kind of look at them with me. Because it says, Otherwise, uh, if you do it to be seen by men, you have uh, no reward from your Father in heaven. So he's obviously saying there, there's reward. But he says, if you, do it, uh, if you do it and don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, then you, uh, you won't get glory from, from men, but you'll get a reward from the Father himself. Amen. It says here, it says and in verse 4, Your Father who sees in secret will himself. Come on, he doesn't even send an angel to reward you. Woo. The Father, Jesus said, the Father himself will reward you. Hallelujah. And it says, and then when you pray, you know, uh, uh, do it in secret. Go and shut yourself in private. And it says, why, why would I do that? What's the motivation for leaving a, a Sunday service where I'm worshiping and praying in, in public and going to my prayer closet on Monday? What's, what is the purpose? Because there's a reward from the Father. Why do I want to go to the prayer closet? Why do I want to take time on Monday when I really don't feel like it because I'm tired and, and Sunday was busy? And, and Why do I want to do that? Jesus said because there's a reward. And I just dare to believe that, that the Father himself will reward you. And so Jesus is saying, listen, there's a reward, and, and, and it's part of the motivation. Yes, I want to go to him because I love him. Yes, I'll go to him because he's worthy. Yes, I go to him because he's good. That, that Absolutely, and I must keep those things in focus and keep that as part of my desire. But I also have to go to him in the prayer closet knowing there's a reward or I didn't go in faith. Isn't that good? Man, I can't, I can't even for, for five minutes in the morning as I wake up without knowing God. I'm not doing that in faith unless I know, man, God's rewarding me for this. Woo, that, that makes everything start to count. Hallelujah. Come on, everything. He said he's not unfaithful to forget the good things that you did. Glory to God. He's not unfaithful to forget. Why? Because he's, got, he's keeping track of your goodness. He's keeping track of your faithfulness. He's keeping track of your le leaning in. He's keeping track of your seeking. He's keeping track of your giving. Why? Because he wants to see if you measure up? No, because he's looking to see who he can reward. The word says that he looks over the whole earth to find one with a loyal heart. 
Why does he want to reward those? Because he, he, the ones that seek him, the ones that lean in, the ones that offer up their, their sacrifice, it's because those are the ones that have a loyal heart, and he's looking for those. Why is he looking for those? Just because he wants to say, man, those are my kids, and that's good. No, that would be cool. But it says so that he can show himself strong on their behalf. Reward. He's a rewarder. Part of, part of being in faith is knowing and getting a solid foundation that he's going to reward me for what I'm doing. He's rewarding me for what, I, for what, for what I'm going after. Amen. When I seek him, when, when I begin to believe words uh, that he's speaking over the season that we're in, when I begin to believe the things that, that my, my pastor's preaching, and I begin to not just say, Man, I agree with that. Man, that's good. That's a good word tonight, Brother Steve. That's a good word, Pastor. When I, when I take it from that step and I begin to become a doer of the things that I've heard and begin to put into action, just a step of faith. Man, God is not looking for you to, to, to have an overhaul overnight. He's looking for you to begin to make faith adjustments, to begin to step out and trust him and seek him. Why? Because he's looking to reward you. And with every step, he, there's a reward of who he is coming to you and as you take step by step by step amen you'll see a wholesale change in your life but he's calling us to a higher place we don't get to a higher place by leaping into a higher place we get to a higher place by taking a step by step by step keeping our eyes on the author and the finisher like brother started brother Q started service with tonight keeping our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith knowing that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him man I'm going to seek him this year like I never have before and as a result I'm going to be rewarded this year like I never have before I'm not going to shrink see some believers want you to shrink back from the reward because they don't understand that the father is a rewarder they don't understand his nature and as a result they, they do very little from the place of faith because they don't understand that the Father's looking to bless their socks off. Amen. Hallelujah. So if we're, if we're going to have everything that God, God says, we got, we got to begin to believe that he's a rewarder. Because how many know all this comes by faith? Increase comes by faith. Blessing comes by faith. More influence comes by faith. Authority comes by faith. Uh, 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 reaching your, reaching your, your workplace comes by faith. Uh, being a vessel of his blessing to, to those around you, it comes by faith. It's not just going to, you're not just going to, uh, uh, like Pastor said this morning, get on the, the slip and slide of heaven and, and, and burn your bottom all the way into what God has for you. No, it takes a step of faith. Amen. And what is your step of faith tonight? What is your step? of faith in the morning what does it look like for you to diligently seek him see what it looks like for you to diligently seek him may not look like what God's asking me to do to diligently seek him because you and I are not on we're all going to this in the same direction but we're not all moving at the same pace and God's God's not looking for you to do what somebody else is doing he's looking for you to do what he's asking you to do what's your step of faith Come on, maybe it's maybe it's to begin to draw up plans for what for what's been in your heart. Maybe it's begin to to put to paper the things that that you've been believing God for. 
Maybe it's to begin to speak. Maybe you've been silent, and you need to begin to speak what God has been saying and partner your words with what heaven is saying over your life and over your finances and over your body and, and over, over your church and over your department and uh, whatever it is, amen, that God's been nudging you to do. Amen. See, God's not saying, hey, I want you to begin to seek. See, sometimes we're like, well, I need adjustments here. You know, you start looking at adjustments, and you're like, man, I need adjustments here. I could use an adjustment here. This really needs an adjustment. I've been ignoring this totally. And then, then we get overwhelmed because we're like, man, there's too many irons in the fire. I'm just going to walk away from the fire and uh, enjoy my s'more, you know. But see, God's not saying, I want you to adjust all these areas all at once. No, he's saying, man, that's why it's so important that we partner with the guide, with the Holy Spirit. Because he will lead and guide us into all truth. He leads and he guides and he says, come over here. This is the first adjustment to make. And the neat thing about that is when we make that first adjustment, we don't realize it, but it actually underpins and makes the next adjust adjustment that much easier. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Am I doing all right, Pastor Angie? I got the wink, not the eye. Hallelujah. Let's turn over to Matthew 7. Um, hallelujah. Verse 7. Part of seeking is what this verse says right here. It says, ask because the God just wants to see you squirm. No, it says ask and what? It will be given to you. Seek and seek because... That's just your job as a believer. No, it says, seek and what? And you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And I love this next verse. If that wasn't strong enough, Jesus reiterates it. He says, for everyone who asks receives. And, and I can put in everyone who seeks finds. I don't think I'm taking one thing away from the scriptures or adding anything that's not there. And everyone who knocks, it will be opened. And then, it, then let's just go on to re read. It says, for uh, uh, what man among you, if his son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? You know, maybe for a joke or something, but... But no, us being, being, being natural, which, which among, among you, if, you ask, if he asks for a fish, your son asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil or being natural, know how to give good gifts, say good gifts... Come on, good gifts. Reward. Reward isn't more struggle. Reward isn't, isn't testing that, that is so difficult you can't make it. See, sometimes we, we hear the, these, other, these other things that are floating out there, and it's, it's like, yeah, you ask, but, and God gave you what you needed, not what you wanted. But how many of you know that's not good gifts? And even when the enemy comes, because the Holy Spirit did lead Jesus to go out into the wilderness to be tested. But how many know that he came out in the power of the Holy Ghost and the angels did come and minister him? Amen. He spent 40 days walking through the wilderness, not, not just stay, staying and planning on, on camping out there. And like Pastor said this morning, even if situations and circumstances come, God's got your good in the middle plan for it. 
He didn't send it, but he's got your good plan for it. Come on, so that, that it makes scriptures like uh, everything works for the good of those that love them uh, come alive because you realize no matter where I'm at today, if I will take the steps of faith and begin to seek what God is telling me to seek and just take the step he's asking me to take, it doesn't matter what the situations look like. He's going to turn everything around for my good, and I'm going to come out of this more blessed. I'm going to come out of this more prosperous. I'm going to come out of this more in love with him. I'm going to come out of this with more influence. I'm going to come out of this walking and being an example and a testimony to my brothers. See, God, God, God uh, had the Holy Spirit lead, lead Jesus out in the wilderness, not because he was going to fail, because he was going to have the victory. Because the victory was already decided before he stepped one foot out into the wilderness. So it doesn't matter. You might be saying, well, brother, I'd love to believe this stuff tonight. I'd love to believe what pastor's been saying. But, but my circumstances, I'm, in the, I'm not in the middle of blessing. I don't see how blessing can come. Just, man, God, God's a big God, and he's an awesome God. And he, and he can turn in 40 days your whole situation around if you will begin to take the steps of faith. Amen. I've been there. I've been where, where it's been too big, where I can't, where I can't handle it. And you know what I did when the, when the thoughts of depression and fear trying to come up and when I'd walk into the house you know if you're busy out in the day uh, you can you can keep the things off of you but when you walk into a quiet house and you're home by yourself how many how many have ever experienced fear or doubt or, or depression try to climb up your back like a monkey and, and before you know it you're like oh I don't know what but when those things would come you know what I would do I would lift my voice and I'd say no the battle is not mine it is the Lord's I've given it to him and he's my victor and I would do a little dance and I would do a little shout, whatever it took to get that doubt and that fear off my back and so I could stay in the victory. And I'm telling you, when, the, when, when you have things that are, that are breathing down your neck, I'm not talking about just a little bit of stuff. I'm talking about big, big time things. It's the enemy wants to try to bring doubt and fear and depression and heaviness, but I didn't take it. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because I was taking my steps of faith. I didn't know how the answer was going to come. I didn't know how the answer was going to come. But it came one night driving to prayer. Hallelujah. And a lot of y'all know, know this story, but, but uh, back, back before the, 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 the great recession, uh, I, I stepped out in, in pride and bought uh, an uh, apartment building in Lake City. Why you say in pride? Because... I said to myself, you know what, I've done pretty well here in High Springs. I think I'm going to choose a new area to conquer. I had never bought one thing that the Lord hadn't told me to buy before this property. And God was blessing me and things were going well. But I don't know if you've ever read in Deuteronomy chapter 8. When things start coming and turning in, in, into blessing and, and God starts blessing you, there's a temptation to get full of yourself instead of full of the word. And so I had a, a property that was worth, uh, you know, $350,000 or so uh, at the top. And now I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing to sell it, right? Any, anyone walked through some of that when that happened? And, and it was all my fault. God didn't, God didn't leave me to buy it. The devil didn't make me buy it. I had just, all in my own, my wife said, are you sure this is God? I don't think this is God. And I said, Be, get behind me, Satan. You're trying to ruin our blessing. 
I closed my ears to good counsel and did what I felt like doing. How many know that's not a good plan? But pastor preached the message one Sunday morning. If you don't think that God can speak and deliver your answer through the word of God coming through this pulpit, you're missing out. Because he, he spoke a, a sermon, and, and he said, the battle's not, it was, I, I think it was titled, the battle's not yours, it's the, it's the Lord's. And he talked about Jehoshaphat, and he said this by the Spirit of God at the end of that service. He said, if, the, if, the, if you've got yourself in a battle, if you will humble yourself and give it to God, he'll take it for you, and it will no longer be yours, it'll be his. Boy, I held on to that word. Man, I right there, right there in the service, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any fanfare. I didn't kneel and say, oh, Jesus, I give it to you. No, I just said, Lord, I give this to you. I repent. I've repen- I had repented already, but I said, Lord, I, re- I repented, but now I'm going to just give this battle to you and ask you to take it, amen, and, and, and that, was, that was what, over 10, 10, 11 years ago when that happened, and 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 I and for about six months, eight months, I don't know how long it was, but I but I stood and I would say, Lord, the battle is not mine, it's yours. This property is yours, and you are gonna find a way to deliver me out of it. And he provided every need along the way. As soon as we me and my wife got in unity and got in faith, he began to provide every need along the way. And we didn't go under, we didn't have to declare for bankruptcy, we didn't have to have to go hungry, as you know. Amen. I didn't go hungry I didn't wither away he provided all along the way and and in fact he was leading and guiding us now we had to take some steps that he was telling us to take move out of this place go to this place rent out rent out your bigger home humble yourself and go to your smallest home and and we took those steps of humility and, and obeyed amen and and, and I, re- I remember I was thanking God one one Monday afternoon I came home Rachel wasn't home yet and I was just saying Lord I thank you I thank you the answer has come that you have already provided it and I just thank you that you have made a way I don't know what it looks like I don't know what it seems like but you made a way glory to God and I'm telling telling you I was I was on the way to prayer I said I was on the way to prayer I didn't kick back and watch TV I said I was on the way to prayer it's funny Paul and Silas on the way to prayer miracles can happen on the way to prayer miracles can happen on the way to service amen See, some people want to pretend like they're in faith, but they're in fear, and so they avoid the things of God instead of pressing and leaning in. I was on the way to prayer, and I got a phone call, and it was the man I bought the building from. And he said, hey, uh, Steve, I was just wondering about the building. I said, yes, so yeah, what, 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 would you, what do you want to know? And he goes, I had a dream last night that I bought the building back from you for the, for the price that I sold it to you for, and I turned it into a homeless shelter. Would you be interested in selling it back to me? I said, when and where do you want me to sign? I believe this is God. That's exactly what I said. And he believed it was the Lord, too. And within a week, he had the papers drawn up, and I went and signed them there in in Lake City, and it was out of my name. Woo! 
But how many of you know that I had already danced? I didn't, I didn't have to get out of the car and, yeah, whoa, no. Because I had already danced. When the answer came, I would already been dancing. I would already been shouting. I would already been praising. I would already been giving God the glory. Hallelujah. I, I had already been rejoicing because of the title deed. Glory to God. And so I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you're at, how big the problem looks. See, to me, $370,000 was a big deal. That may not be to you. But to you, maybe $1,000 is a big deal. But it may not be to someone else. It doesn't matter what it is to somebody else or what what it is to, to, to this person or that person. What are you going through and what are you believing for? What do you need to see increase? And that is where God will have you take a step of faith for you and he will come through every single time. He's already, the Bible says he's already provided a way of escape. You know, I, God knew that I, that I would get myself into that issue. God knew. It wasn't a surprise to him. He wasn't like, oh, what in the world? I've been blessing this guy. And he just got into pride and bought this property. Can you believe this? Jesus, what are we going to do with him? No. He, he, said, he, he said, I already have the answer. And he was planning on that Sunday morning delivering my answer from right here. And this is why it's important not to just be willy-nilly with missing, missing service. Especially, I want to say especially when you're going through something, but, but really especially every time. Because here's the thing, we've got to get away from I'm going through something rescue mentality into becoming a rescuer mentality. And see, I've made some adjustments since, since, uh, since 11 years ago. I'm not believing God for things because I want, want to be blessed in myself. You know, I, I, the, the Lord taught me some things when, when you know, see, I, I, he, didn't, he didn't cause the, the, the downturn. He didn't cause uh, me to buy that property. But I'll tell you one thing, he used it for my good. And he made some eternal adjustments in me. Because why? Because I humbled myself before the Lord. And because I needed some grace, so I humbled myself. And he gives grace grace to the humble and he resists the proud. So I got out of, uh, of the, the resisting position of the father and got into the humility position because I needed to learn some things because I knew that God wasn't done with using me in finances. I had to get some adjustments so I'd be ready for the next time. Come on, God's not done with you just because you made some mistakes. He's willing to turn some things around and turn some things around in you so that you can be a better steward of the things he has coming. But I'm telling you, it's a whole lot better to learn without going through some prideful mistakes if you can. And you can because the Word of God has truth. Amen. And you can begin to make adjustments in faith when the Spirit of God is leading the pastor to make adjustments in our lives because he's preparing us. Amen. Does that help anybody? God is faithful. I just want to want to uh, share some ways that we can steward what's coming. You can write these down as one, two, three, or four, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, verse or let me just say this: 
Some things we need to, to, to realize. Number one, realize that we're going to give account for how we steward the things God is giving us. You know, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, I, I'll just read this parable. Uh, you, can, you can listen. For, for the kingdom of God, I'm in the New King James, is like a man traveling to a far country who has called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And one he gave five talents to another two and to another one, to each according to his own ability. To each according to his own ability. God's not going to give you according to someone else's ability. He's going to give you according to your ability because he knows you can use and do and prosper and move and increase and steward the things that he's given you. There's something in your hand It's because God knows you can use it for his glory and there can be increase. Uh, and he said he immediately went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had gained two, uh, gained two more also. But he who had received the one went and dug it in the ground and uh, hid his Lord's money. We don't want to be like that. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, we, we talk about hearing well done, good and faithful servant. But it's interesting to me that, that God delivered well done, good and faithful servant. He's saying this in this parable about money. God cares what we do with our, with our finances and with our resources. He cares about that. So he says, well done, good and faithful uh, servant. You were faithful over a few things. Now, this is a kingdom principle. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said the, uh, to the Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Notice that the one that multiplied two into four got the same well done, good and faithful servant as the one who multiplied five into, into ten. It's according to your own ability. God's not asking you to steward what you don't have. He's asking you to steward what you do have. Then he would see, receive the uh, one talent, came and, and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy, wicked and lazy. We're going to have to give account if we're lazy with the things God has given us to steward. I know that's not shouting material, but we will have to give account if we don't steward the influence, steward the finances, steward the, the, the fellowship, steward our faith. If we, don't, if we don't steward these things, when we stand before the Lord, he's, he's not going to be pleased if, if it, whether you're a 2, a 5, a 10, a 20. It doesn't matter if, if, if you went and buried and hid your stuff and didn't do anything with it. We're going to have to give account for that. <clears throat> it says, 
the Lord answered him, you wicked and, and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have at least deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. It's, it's funny to me, it, banks must have not given that much interest back then like they don't now, you know. <laughs> um and he says, so take, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from, from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast. And he said, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All of a sudden, it, it went from a very natural uh, uh, story and so now this guy's going into weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, I, and I'm not saying if you don't steward your finances well, you're going to hell. I'm not saying that tonight. But what I'm saying is we will have to give an account. And the Lord Jesus sees that as very, very important. If he's planning on increasing us and giving us more to steward, then it is important that we begin to make the faith adjustments and the heart adjustments and the humility adjustments and the pride adjustments and, and whatever adjustments that God is calling us to make in this hour so that when the things that he is giving us come, we are able to steward them well so that when the time comes and we have to stand here and say, what did, you, what did you do with the blessing I gave and, and, and started giving in, tw in 2020? And, and over those next five years, how did you influence the gospel? How did you supply what your church was doing? Did you tithe on every, on every part? See, God says bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Not send all the tithes to your favorite, favorite TV minister. He said bring all the tithes into the, all the tithes. In two separate places, he said, give, in Malachi, he says bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And then in in Proverbs, in chapter 3, he says, he says, on all your increase. Why is he saying all? Because there's a temptation not to do all and to not be a good steward of what God has said. And we cut ourselves short, but then we also are not good stewards when we have to come and give account. Amen? Uh, in verse uh, Luke chapter 16, I'll read this real quick. It says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. Notice it doesn't say he who is faithful in least will be faithful in much. It says he who is faithful in least is faithful with much. And let me just say this. If you can't, if you're not in a place where you can tithe because you don't trust him and, you're, and, you're not, and you don't believe that he's a rewarder, then you need to get serious and make some adjustments because, why am I saying that? Because he who is faithful with little, he who is faithful with 10% is, you're cutting off your blessing, you're cutting off your influence, you're cutting off your increase, you're cutting off even, even the things that God has, the reward, because you are not being faithful with the little. And so God knows it's a kingdom principle, you're not faithful with little, you won't be faithful with much. Some people have a when my ship comes in mentality. When, man, if I ever, you know, won the lottery, I, man, I would give this much to this ministry and I'd bless my pastor with this and, I, and I'd do this. But when you get a bonus at work, it goes all to your vacation fund. And, and when you get an increase or, or, or uh, 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 money comes into your hands, all of a sudden you're, you're, we see your, your Instagram and your Facebook and you're all over the place on Sunday mornings. This is Sunday night crew. Well, the, I'm just saying what the Lord is stirring me to say. So 
he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And what I'm, what I'm saying, does God not want you to go on vacations? Yes. But when we get increased, what, what, is, what did Pastor Greg read this morning over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9? It says he gives bread for food and seed to sow. Bread for food and seed to sow. When increase comes into your hand, you set it before the Lord and say, what is bread and what is seed? Do you set it before the altar of the Lord and say, Lord, what of this is bread and what of this is seed? See, God intends you to have bread. He intends for you to have vacation. He intends for you to have the things that you need and the things that you even want. He loves you that much. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, seek him. So when you seek him, there will be bread that comes in that is meant specifically for your consumption. There is bread that will come in that is meant. God intends it and anoints it for your enjoyment. But all that comes in is not bread for food. There's a portion that is seed to sow. And so if we're going to steward well what's going to come, we have to steward what we have right now. When the next bonus you get, the next increase you get, the next money that comes into your hand, set it before the Lord God and say, Lord, what is seed to sow and what is bread for food? Teach me how to, how to steward well much by stewarding right this right here right now. Because the way I steward this not only tells me how I, will, how I would steward more to come, but it also tells me what I will be stewarding in the age to come. Because we're not just sowing into the natural right now. We're sowing into the, the eternal realm. We're, we're, we're setting ourselves up to be good stewards of, of more in the age to come because I believe that this principle is not just talking about the more that God wants to do in the natural today in this hour. He's talking about what is to come as well. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a good steward of the little, no matter what the little looks like today, so that when he's bringing more, I'm stewarding it well, and in the age to come, I'm stewarding it well. Amen? So bring all the tithe. What did I say? Recognize that the way we, did I say, what, what was the first one I said? We have to give steward of the things that we, we uh, are receiving. We have to give an account. Number two, bring all the tithe. Number three, recognize the way we steward finances reflects our heart. Well, you know, I love the work of the ministry. Not if you're not given to it. You know, I love my pastor. Well, not, not if you're not sowing, it, sowing to him. See, pastors aren't going to say amen real loud on the, plat, on the front row right there. But if you don't give, in, in, how many know we try to surprise them every year, but every year we set aside a time to especially bless our pastors. Why? Because it's, they're worthy of double honor. They're worthy of double honor. And, I mean, hearing messages like we've been hearing the last... They're, they're probably worth a triple honor. <laughs> you know, getting ready for this afternoon, I'm like, Lord, how do I bring a message after pastor drops bombs like that on Sunday morning? I'm like, just anoint me. I'm your vessel. Just use me to bless somebody tonight. But, but the reality is I love my pastors. Well, do, do you plan when, when you get the, 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 the note from, from somebody that says, hey, we're thinking about this date for, for blessing our pastors. Do you plan? Do you set anything aside? Or do you just kind of scrounge what you have laying around in your purse or your, or your billfold? 
and give the scraps because, and then say, well, oh, we love you. Well, here's the reality. I'm not trying to drum up a bigger offering for them. We just bless them big time, you know. And, and, but if you weren't involved in that, then you need to look and see, do I really love what's going on here? Do I really love my pastor? Do I really? And, and because here's the thing, where your treasure is, the word says, where, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And so you, you have, it doesn't, I'm not saying you have to give a certain amount. It's not about the money. Jesus looked at the one, that lady who gave out of, out of her lack and, 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 and in offering time. He was watching at offering time. But he, she gave, and, and the word said, she get, Jesus said, she gave more than everybody who were given out of their abundance. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart intention. Are you giving because you love the Lord? Are you honoring what God is doing? Are you interested in sowing into what's eternal, or are you just interested? interested in doing what you want to do. We have to give account. I know I'm not ending on a shouting note. Pastor Angela's giving me the eye over here. No, she's not really. <laughs> she's like, I am not quit saying that. Um, let me see. Is there any, I might just end here Food with the food for thought. Um, let me say this. One more thing. If you're if you're preparing for what's to come, stretch your faith now. Stretch your faith now. Start where you're at. Believe for, believe for what God's asking you to believe for now. You know, don't hear somebody else's testimony. And, you know, I remember one minister said, don't believe for, for the car dealership if you've never believed for the car. And I thought, oh, that's so good. You know, we, we hear a good testimony like, all right, I'm going to start believing for a car dealership. You know, I'm a, I'm a, you know and, and, but you've never stepped out in faith and believed God for the thing that he's been prompting you to. Don't just jump out into, into no man's land with your faith. Follow what the Spirit of God is saying and begin to take a step in an adjustment of faith now, preparing for what God's going to do and where he's going to take you. But begin to stretch your faith. I, I'm just I'm closing my Bible so y'all can relax. We're we're, we're wrapping up. Uh, but begin but begin to seek the Lord and say, Lord, if this kind of increase is coming, what do I need to do to prepare today? What adjustment? Maybe I need maybe I need to look and make sure. Am I really tithing ten percent? Maybe I need to look and say, man, I'm really not giving. Out of a place of faith, I'm just giving out of a place of routine, like Pastor Greg was saying this morning. You know, I appreciate Joby Jett. He's one of the most honest, upfront guys. And at uh, the first of the year meeting for the music team, he shared, he shared something with us. And he said that the Lord had begin, began to deal with him because he had begun to, to serve on the music team out of routine, am I saying, saying this right? Out of routine and, and obligation, not out of a bad attitude, but had just found himself in, in, in a routine, and obligation, and was even getting better on the base, was even getting better naturally. But the Lord dealt with him that he wasn't really doing it out of a place of faith or out of a place of relationship with the Father. And he made that adjustment, and, and, and the Spirit of God uh, prompted him that you need to get back into, is that correct? Get back into a place of serving me and, and going after me at, when you come to play bass. And as he was sharing that testimony, the presence of God just hit the music team. Because how many of you know it is so easy to begin to do things out of routine that started in relationship? 
And we have to be diligent in this season of faith adjustments to begin to look at every part of our, our relationship and say, Lord, am I doing this? You know, uh, in, in I believe it's Matthew chapter 11, it, uh, it says, uh, in the Message Bible, it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. I'll show you. I'll show you how to live. And, and, and I love that because, you know, anything that started out in relationship can become religion. You can, be, you can come to Sunday nights out of religion while the person right next to you is coming right out of relationship and because they're in love with the Lord. You can, be, you can be tithing out of religion because you know you're supposed to and because you want to serve in your department, and those are good reasons, but, they're not, but that's not enough. You need to adjust and get back in faith. When you, the, the Bible says that the tithe is holy unto him, and so when we, when we put our tithe in that plate or when we pray over it at, at home or where, however you do your, your tithe, man, begin to, to readjust. This is holy unto the Lord. This is precious. This is awesome, and, and this opportunity to partner with the Lord— and make that adjustment. Whatever it is, don't allow religious religion to come because you can be doing anything out of, out of religion that started in, in relationship. You can say, well, this is just, tithing is just religious. Well, it might be for you, but Abraham didn't tithe out of religion. I'm not tithing out of religion. I'm tithing because I'm, I'm honoring the Father and I love him and because I know he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I'm planning on seeing some reward over these next few years. I'm planning on seeing some reward because I'm also planning to diligently seek the Lord like I never have before. And I'm just, I'm just encouraging you tonight, begin to, begin to step out in faith, begin to steward, because God's got good things ahead for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Pastor, you got anything to add there? Pastor Greg, Miss Amy, Pastor Angela. It's 8.10. We're shutting down. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy tonight. Thank you for your word. We thank you for revelation. And Lord, we just thank you that we are doers and not hearers only in this body. We're, we are not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the things that you have called us to. We're doers of the word that is being released in this hour and this day. Father, I thank you for divine revelation that's flowing and coming, Lord. Hallelujah. And Father, you've making us ministers and witnesses, not only the things that we've seen, but the things that are yet to be revealed. And so, Father, we continue to align our hearts with the truth. We continue to align our hearts with what your word is saying. We continue to align our hearts with the revelation that's being delivered so that we can walk in the fullness of what you've called us to, not only as individuals, but even as individuals as we step up into a new place and step out into adjustments of faith and step out into new areas of grace, Father, because we're stepping out in faith that then the body as a whole begins to move in one accord and one purpose and one heart and one mind. And we'll begin to see the fullness of what you called us to as a church. And so, Father, we appreciate all that you're saying. We honor it. We reverence, Father, not only your presence, we reverence and honor the word. Father, because we know it's the word and your presence, the word and the spirit that brings us to a fresh and new place that brings change, that brings the, the reality of what you've done to come alive in our lives. Father, we're so grateful. We're so thankful tonight, Lord. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.